Hello, and welcome to Self-Taught Devs. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast where two self-taught developers discuss the learning and growth experience for folks just getting into the industry. My name is Eric Winklespecht. And I'm Matt Ehrlich. And today we are going to be talking about getting back into it after taking a break, specifically relating to programming or, or coding, right? Because that's what we talk about. It can be hard number one to take a break especially if you need it maybe your your mind or your body is telling you to take a break but once you're kind of in the middle of it you just want to push on and and get towards that goal but sometimes it may be important to take a break yourself like a self-initialized break or sometimes you know life gets in the way and forces you to take a break and you know it could be something bad or something that you really have to deal with it but basically, how do you get back into it once taking that break? Maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month, maybe it's you know longer than that. Hmm. It's an interesting topic to think about, um, especially like uh, the phase one of allowing yourself to take that break. I think you know you you mentioned it right away, but it's important to kind of focus on at least for a few minutes because my own experience, like on the job search. And trying to make the career change it's like there were definitely moments and we've mentioned the the term a few times i i keep saying productivity anxiety is a very real thing where like you're working towards a goal and you feel like you should always be working toward that goal and the more time you spend somehow results in a better outcome so like the hours you're not putting in working towards that goal you might be sitting there thinking like i shouldn't be relaxing or taking this break, I should be working towards my goal. And like, that stuff's not healthy. You know, you need to allow your time, yourself that time away and taking that break. And I don't know, is there a worry about taking time away and then getting back into stuff? You know, this was, Matt, this was a, a topic that you brought to the table. I'm curious why this was, uh, this came to you. What, what brought this one up for you? Yeah, I had to take a break recently. Um, as I mentioned in a post earlier, I had a I have a family member in the hospital and basically I was staying at the hospital or near the hospital um, away from home for about a month. And uh, it was very hard for me to keep up with like coding and programming. And so I just kind of took a break and getting back into it was a bit of a challenge because when you're not, when you, you're putting yourself through like this habit, right? You're, or maybe you're starting like a daily habit of, of getting into programming. Even if it's an hour a day, you're still keeping up with that, right? And I've noticed that when I do that, every day, my brain gets used to that thing, right? And so it becomes less and less difficult to do it because I've built up that habit. Um, when you take a break, you kind of lose that for a little bit. And getting back into that rhythm can be hard. And it was a little bit for me. Um, so that's kind of what prompted this idea of like, how do you get back into it after taking that break? Mm -hmm. The the mention of habits is really uh, something I latched onto there because like, I feel like the whole process of learning how to code is all about building habits in the beginning. Because if you're going to be successful, you have to spend the time. And that doesn't mean like doing everything in large chunks up front, right? It's a little bit every single day. So that means like an hour, a half an hour every day, like whatever your time availability is, you do that consistently. And once you build up that habit, it feels weird when you stop, right? And getting back into a habit might be easier, but Matt, what was your experience like? So you come back and, you know, you've, you were not like out of the woods completely and you're not back into the normal swing of things, but you've had to change some stuff around. So 
What is the experience like of getting back in? How do you manage that process? So for me, the the thing was not a self-initialized break, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't choose right. this. Um, so in this specific scenario, I think it's really important to like recognize this sucks, right? Like this, this really sucks. Um, you know, th- thinking of ourselves as problem solvers, you can't solve a problem if you don't like admit that one is there, right? So, you know, I could be like, oh, okay, well, whatever this thing happened, let, let me just get back into it. But I think it's important to say, man, this sucks. Um, this might be hard to get back into it, but how, how can I do that? So that was like my first step for me, just like kind of the acknowledgement of the thing. And part of what I just did was starting from the most simple aspect of it was just opening my laptop and, and getting on my computer, right? Uh, that's step one. Mm-hmm. And if I was thinking about it from like the end goal, what is the end goal to get back into it 100% to start you know, building an application, maybe reading documentation, but nope. I don't want to think about all of that. Just want to open my laptop. Mm. So that was like my first step. And then specifically when it comes to coding and programming, what I did was the the last, maybe like the last weekish that I was spending um, at the hospital, I had just gotten to the point where I was like, I just need to, to get back into it. Um, and I was going a little bit crazy because I love coding, right? And instead of thinking of things in terms of productivity or like progress, I was like, I really just want to build something for fun. I don't care what the result is. I don't care what it turns out. Um, I don't care if it's impressive or not. I just want to build something for fun. So those were kind of like my my first three steps of getting back into it. Mm. I dig that you kind of broke down the problem into much smaller steps, right? Which is important in problem solving in general. You're not trying to solve the whole thing all at once. You're just like, what's the simplest thing I can start with? And let's just start there and move forward from that point. People, I think, are concerned when they think about time away that they're going to lose some of the skill that they gained, that they're going to regress in their progress. What was your experience in taking some time off and then getting back into it? Was there any kind of regression in the things that you had learned or, or your capability? Did you need to relearn stuff or what was that like for you? The answer is yes and no. Mm. So originally, I guess when when you're building that habit, you kind of go from step to step to step. You, you know, you maybe you have like your work day planned out. Coming back into it, I forgot all about like planning things. And I was just like, really just like, okay, let me build this thing for fun. And as I started doing that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah, this is is going. This is working. Oh, yeah, I remember how to do this. And I think like during that process, like the dopamine starts to kick in and your brain starts to feel a little good. Speaking solely for me. And then that's when I realized, oh, I haven't forgotten everything. You know, like I still remember how to do this. Um, so I guess I wouldn't say I, I lost anything really, but coming back into it, you can certainly have that feeling and be like, oh, I don't remember how to do this at all. That's why it's important just to start with that one step is like open your computer, maybe even start typing on your keyboard and mm-hmm. uh, you know, then you kind of get back into it. Sure. So nothing's gone, but maybe it feels a little choppy getting back into it, right? I, I'm i not going to pretend to be an expert on brain function, but uh, I keep thinking about there's this course that I continue to like slowly work through on Coursera called Learning How to Learn. And it's really interesting. Professor Barbara Oakley is is uh, the instructor. 
And it's all about just how, how the brain functions when it comes to learning new skills and learning new things. And it's all about, especially in the beginning, those small incremental improvements and making different connections in like the synapses in your brain or whatever. And the first time you start doing those things and building those skills, those connections are kind of hard to form. Like they're not really there yet, but over the course of practice, they form more strongly. So then when you take time away and then you come back and repeat, you know, whatever steps or repeat that skill, it's easier to reconnect or, or follow those connections in the brain. Right. So relearning that skill is always a little bit easier than learning it for the first time. So like just from that standpoint of understanding the learning process, taking time away from stuff and then coming back into it really shouldn't be as hard as when you just first started, right? Because you're not starting from scratch. It might be a little bit weird. It might be a little bit choppy, right? To kind of pick back up the steps that you were used to doing, but it's all going to fall into place. I think when it comes to how you managed your day previously, because that was a, a note that you made too, where you were like, oh, I had, you know, kind of my routine and I had things that, you know, in the order I would do them or whatever. I wonder if that's kind of a good thing. You know, I tend to get into routine and I enjoy routine. I'm definitely like a person who thrives on having a specific routine, but it is really good to step away from that from time to time and then potentially have a different perspective when you come back. You know, you can come back and do the same stuff again and set things up the same way, but maybe that time away will give you a renewed kind of just sense of self and maybe you can be a little bit more open to trying some new things or changing things around and, and seeing how it could potentially benefit you. Yeah, I would say having a routine can be good and bad, right? Because um, I guess the bad part would be like, how adaptable are you? Mm -hmm. Like for me, when I was sitting in the hospital, I just had my little, uh, my 11 inch laptop and I absolutely hate like programming on just an 11 inch laptop. It just annoys me. I like to have multiple at least two screens and one of them being like a big ultra wide screen. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've gotten used to having my sort of layout on that, um, on that larger screen. And that was uh, like my routine. I would, you know, have all my things planned out on there and get, you know, coding on a, like a smaller screen really messed me up. And so I had to get into that routine and, for me, the way my brain works, I need to find routine. Even if I'm doing something like just two days, right? I'll plan out those two days and like basically making the smallest amount of decisions that day helps me. So that's mm -hmm. where kind of routine um, helps, right? You're making less decisions, but are you as adaptable if you are really, really relying on that routine? Uh, what do you think about that, Eric? Some of those things... There's a few points you made in there that I want to comment about, like the smaller screen thing, I think is really interesting because I also have like a wider monitor in front of me. So like in my normal like workstation where I'm typically coding and where I've done a lot of coding, I'll have like my laptop and a wider screen, which I'm probably going to change up soon. But I noticed too, that like times that I stepped away from this location and just coded on my laptop, I use a MacBook. So like I'll swipe between screens so i'll just have like one one desktop on my on my laptop for coding and then you know swipe to the next desktop on my laptop so like that'll be you know whatever browser i'm working within and seeing my changes and stuff or whatever and i feel like sometimes when i work that way it gives me a little more focus on what i'm doing versus having everything open all at one time it's a nice change calling back to that course again at learning how to learn course 
They also make a point about location and learning a skill and that you should change your location when learning because sometimes I don't remember the exact specific reasons, but like sometimes it's easier for like recall of what you're learning when you're in the same location under the same conditions. But if you have to do that recall in another location, it's a little more challenging for whatever reasons that might be. Um, so it can help you learn those things a little more effectively. So changing up your environment is potentially a good thing to do. Um, the the scheduling, your, your point on scheduling was a little more, uh, I, I may have missed it a little bit, but like you were talking about what, what specifically you want to have your stuff in place and that kind of gets you where you want to be or repeat that one for me. You know, I like to plan um, my schedule out for the week, right? But mm -hmm. if I have some repetitive task that, you know, I have to do over the course of, let's say two days, I like to have a schedule for those two days because okay. like, the, the, the least amount of decisions that I have to right. make in that right. day make it easier for me to handle the things that, you know, really require decision-making. Yeah. The decision fatigue thing is something I experienced a lot especially in my previous career, like being in a managerial role and, and making decisions for so many things throughout the day and throughout the week, I would always like come home and feel just mentally exhausted and not being able to choose like, what do I want to eat for dinner? What, what do I want to do to relax? Like those things were just still challenging and planning out a day and having a schedule is a part of that. Uh, I read recently that if you are making like a to-do list for yourself or scheduling tasks for your next day or next two days, it's a good practice to do that the night, the day before, or like, you know, whatever I plan ahead of time, which is what it sounds like you're doing. Right. Um, basically because then you have kind of like your, your cognitive awareness, your, your mental ability spared for the next day, just to tackle those tasks, you know, and you don't have to think about other stuff. You don't have to make additional decisions about your day, but like, as you're in it, you just go into it pre-plan and start working through stuff. I don't know in practice. Cause like I've tried both. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I personally haven't noticed a gigantic difference if I like plan out my day in the morning versus plan it, you know, the night before or whatever. But I do agree with you that having a plan of action, um, at least I feel a lot more productive when I go throughout my day. If I've got things kind of like blocked off or at the very least some kind of to-do list that I know I'm going to work through, even if it's not like time blocked specific. It always works a lot better for me if I can go into a day knowing like these are the things I want to get done or the one big thing I want to get done. And that's kind of my goal. If I go in kind of just saying like, I'm going to do stuff today, I never really get as much done or feel as productive at the end of it. Um, maybe it's also just kind of a checklist thing. You know, I've also, you talk, you said something about a dopamine hit, right? Where like you go in sometimes and you, and you solve problems and, or you, you accomplish tasks and like, that's part of a dopamine hit, I think. You know, checking things off a to-do list. So maybe that's just part of it and the kind of response you get, like that feedback cycle you get for yourself when you have things planned out and you finish them. I don't really know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think there's ever been like a drawback of me planning my day, but there certainly has been drawbacks of not doing it when I should. Thank you for listening to the Self-Taught Devs podcast. If you appreciate what we do and want to help support the show, we're now on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash self-taught devs pod. Your contribution not only allows us to keep making episodes just like this, but you'll also get a monthly newsletter from Matt or Eric, get access to the Self-Taught Devs Discord server, where you can help shape the direction of the show by providing feedback or topic suggestions, and you can even get a special monthly episode exclusively for our Patreon supporters. 
That's patreon.com slash pod. All one word, pod as in podcast, patreon.com slash pod. Thanks again. Now back to the show. I want to switch context switch a little bit and, you know, specifically with getting back into it. I want to say um, th- everything will be there when you get back. I don't remember specifically, Eric, when you said, you know, like you at the the month where you actually quit your job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I quit my job in August to start learning to code. Right. So it's it's been over a year. I've spent all of this time doing it every day. Will everything disappear if I t- take a week off and come back? No. Right. So I think there's that there's that maybe anxiety that like the world will, will pass you by. You can't take time off. Right? You have to keep going, going, going. I think generally it's it's important to keep up with things, but maybe taking a week or even sometimes like if you have to take a month off, uh, most of that will be there when you get back. Yeah, I think for some reason, just time away is scary, right? It's just a it's just kind of an unknown of like, what am I going to be like when I get back into it? What are things going to feel like for me? And until you do it once or twice, it's going to be scary because you don't know how you're going to feel and like depending on how much time maybe it's going to be weird i've definitely taken i wouldn't say a whole lot of time completely off from coding but like you know different situations so now that i accepted a position i had about like two weeks or so in between accepting and starting and i'm not going super hard every day like i was on coding and job searching right like i don't have those activities to take up the whole day i'm giving myself some time off in between because i want to go back in fresh i want to start with you know a good healthy mindset and be ready to go and be like ready to learn more and and kick off and be excited and energetic i feel like if i spent all day every day again just grinding out code for whatever reason or working on a big project maybe i'd be a little more burnt out when i get into you know the role so purposeful time off just to kind of give myself that breather i don't feel like i'm going to be rusty when i pick it back up because like Every now and again, I'm like, you know, I learned a new technology that I'm going to be working with. Not shouldn't say new, but newer to me. Um, I learned a different technology I'm going to be working with in this position. So I took time to do that. So it wasn't like no coding, but it definitely wasn't the same schedule I was on before. Yeah, even if uh, it's like a small break, I think it kind of just puts things into perspective because when you're in go, go, go mode, um, I know for me, I'm not really focused on a lot of other things. Um, and I try to keep that soul f- focus. And when I could take time away, you know, it starts to bring back those those like thoughts of like, oh, wait, there is a world out there. There are other things that I could mm-hmm. be doing that are also productive too. Um, you know, maybe like physical exercise or spending time in a park, right? Those things are, I wouldn't say they're not productive because, um, you know, I yeah. think they are. Um, so I think, yeah, it's important to take that time. Um, one thing that you brought up before that I want to come back to is that productivity anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, and I absolutely did feel that when I quit my full-time job to program and basically I was coding six, eight, 10 hours a day. Right. And the time where I wasn't doing that, I felt like crap, like you don't have a job. Don't be lazy and and yeah. sit around. Right. And so to be honest, that's where like 
the the YouTube channel that I started came into play because I'm like, okay, well, if my brain's fried and I can't actually code anymore, I still need to do something like programming related. So I'll mm -hmm. do that other stuff, you know, um, even part of the podcast before it was more of like, I need to be doing other things that are programming related. Now I do it because I really love it and enjoy it. I don't feel like I have to um, engage in the podcast anymore, but before those other things, they were like, okay, well, I can't actually code. I need to do something program related. So I'll just do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's definitely more common than I, I think folks might think it is on the surface, this productivity anxiety. And it's a, it's such a weird feeling because it's almost like, I don't know. I, I don't want to make sweeping statements, right? I have to I have to focus on my own experience with it and how I felt with it. But I felt bad when I would be away from the activities that I felt like I should have been doing that would further my progress down the job search or down the, the coding journey, right? Learning to code. If I was doing something different, even though I knew I should be doing something different, like taking time away, spending time with, you know, loved ones or family or whatever, doing activities that I enjoy, like hobbies and things like that. Sometimes it just felt bad and it was like, distracting you know or like your mind's kind of wandering and you're like oh but i should be doing coding stuff i should be searching for the job i should be doing x y and z and like that kind of thinking for me was dangerous because it takes you out of life you know there's so much more to life than whatever progress you're trying to make on coding and job searching like that stuff's important right especially if you have a goal especially if you like need to find a job and you need to be working those things are definitely important but creating space and allowing yourself the space outside of that is also a skill that I think we have to work on uh, just in general. Yeah. And I want to make the point that I, for me, this is specifically a tech related issue. My previous career as a park ranger, once I left work, that's where work stayed. I did my learning on the job. There was mm -hmm. no learning at home. And that was actually one of the perks of like an outdoor career is because you don't really take that work home with you. I mean, and if you do, right, like as a park ranger, I spent a lot of time in parks outside of work just because I loved to be in parks. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like calming and relaxing for me. There was no like product productivity there. Um, I think in, in tech, it could be very difficult to do that because a lot of us, we do our learning on our own through maybe courses, YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we have all those resources in front of us, or we can pretty much all day. And so where before, I didn't feel that lack of productivity because it was hard to really have that since all of my learning was on the job. Mm -hmm. Now, since all of my learning is before I even have a job, it could be hard to, to maintain that sort of, um, sort of mindset. Sure. Uh, I think, I think the summary there is like, just because a tool or resource is always easily accessible, doesn't mean it should always be accessible right? Like you have to still carve out your space and your time where you're going to be doing those specific activities and carve your space out in time where you're not going to be doing those activities. It's a hard thing to do, you know, but it's definitely a necessary skill, especially when you just need to maintain that mental health. You know, we've talked about mental health in, in generalities or specifics in a few different episodes and stuff and just in other conversations, but uh, it makes a big difference in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> and avoids that burnout. But what do you think now 
you know, you've, you've, uh, you're kind of getting back and up, back up and running with things. You're kind of recreating your schedule and stuff. Are you going to be doing anything different now? Or do you envision setting things up in a different way than maybe you had previously? What's going to change for you, if anything? Yeah, I think it it put a lot of things into perspective for me. Um, once you're in that cycle of like work, 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 productivity, productivity, it's hard to view it from the outside right? Because you're, you're in it and maybe I'm saying you, but I'm talking specifically about me, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm in it and I'm just going one day, the, the days are blending with each other, wake up, work, you know, go sleep and try it again. Mm -hmm. And now that I've had that, that time away and I've maybe spoken to a few people, um, one thing that I want to do is more building in public, I did that for a while and then kind of took a break and I want to get back into it. Um, so that's one thing that will be changing for me. It won't just be like, you know, coursework or, or um, you know, building things on my own. I think the building in public aspect is, is one that I really enjoy and I'd like to do more of that. Hmm. Other than that, um, not really. I think that's mainly, that's one of the main um, big changes that I'll be making now since coming back. I think uh, I'm excited to see more of the building and public stuff that you do. Uh, I, I've enjoyed the videos you've done in the past and I think they get a, a good amount of response from folks. And, you know, it's, uh, you, you said before, you're like, I want to practice what I preach, you know, and we, we talk about that being an aspect of, of part of the process that can help you at least in putting yourself out there. You know, you're not trying to be anything you're not. You're not trying to go and claim, you know, that you were some superior coder or anything. You're just like, here's what I'm doing and what I'm working on. And here's the problems I'm facing. And it's it's a really cool thing to do. And it's always good practice in general. So I'm excited for more of that from you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and I think that pretty much sums up today's episode. Um, one of my my key takeaways or points here is if you're getting back into it, don't start with the huge goal that you feel like you have to tackle, right? Break it down into smaller parts, take it one at a time. And that has certainly helped me get back into it. Uh, let's end this as we always do by uh, thanking our patrons. If you want to help support what we do here, uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash self-taught devs pod. Uh, we've got a bunch of goodies for you there every month. And a big thank you to our supporters so far, Matt Hoadley, Danielle Arnett, Vanessa Vunn, and Danny McVeigh. Thanks so much for supporting the Self-Taught Devs podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you aren't already, please subscribe. We release a new episode every Friday. If you want to help us grow, please share this show with your network. Check the show notes for all of our links. Reach out and say hi. Email us at selftaughtdevs at gmail.com if you have a recommendation for a guest or a topic. Thank you for listening to Self-Taught Devs.